0: Hi, um, my name is Frankie Elliott, and I recently published a book called Stories for People Who Hate Love, and I don't have an audiobook, so I thought that I would just try doing a podcast instead and maybe do a story or a poem for every episode. The intro music is by Cale Baxley. It's a song called Mirrors of Paradise, and I'm going to add the entire song at the end of the podcast. You should check it out. It's really beautiful. I guess I should talk a little bit about who I am. Um, so as I said, I'm Frankie Elliott and I'm an author in Los Angeles. I have three books out. Um, the books are Stories for People Who Hate Love and Kiss As Many Women As You Can and Piano Rats and they're all just sort of collections of strange, sad, sexy um, little tidbits of poetry and short stories. So. Um, my most recent book, I came out with it on Valentine's Day, and, um, it's not just an ode toward single people and the frustrations behind not really finding love and bad dates and that sort of thing, but it's also about love or the lack of love between family and friends and the song and dance we do to avoid or to find or to, um, forget love. So, um... The book is called Stories for People Who Hate Love and Other Electrical Activities of the Heart. I like really long titles. (laughs) And I'm physically reading this from my book, so you might hear like pages turning. And um, this is being recorded on iPhone, so I apologize for the the shitty recording. But um, yeah, let's get started. So this story is page 47 from my book and it's called Platonic Sleepover. It was a platonic sleepover, I declared, while sitting in the dark on his piano bench, eating cold Thanksgiving mashed potatoes. We can't kiss. I'm not kissing boys right now. He said, of course not. No way, Frankie. You're so ridiculous. Why would I want to kiss you? It was nearly 5 a.m. He threw his coat on the ground by his bedroom door, and there was an unmistakable smell of cigarettes and sweat. He lit some incense and put on a Karen Dalton record without even turning on a light. He asked if I had heard of her before. She was Dylan's favorite. I hadn't. And if I wanted pajamas. I didn't. And we tucked ourselves in. Two blankets on top. Too many pillows. The fan turned on high for the sake of white noise, despite it being the dead of winter. It's hard to keep your distance when you're stuck in a twin sized bed, I mumbled, while he curled an arm around me. His breath on my neck. He was always doing this sort of thing, making me feel like I might actually matter. He'd even written a couple of songs about me and sang them off key at open mics around the city. There was some silence as we shuffled around uncomfortably, our bodies touching but not quite sexually. After we had settled, he whispered, you know, you're so fucked up. You may be the most fucked up girl I know. I tried to pull away but the bed was so small. What do you mean? How am I fucked up? He was the one with a heart condition condition and still drinking, still smoking. I mean it as a compliment, as the best compliment you'll ever receive. It's just, I know the way you see people and the way you write about them, it's too honest. He paused for a minute and then repeated himself. It's just fucked up. What are you gonna say about me? How do you see me? People are as turned on as they are terrified at the idea of existing in someone else's art, of being written about. I suppose they should be. We can't help ourselves. To a writer, a moment is more than just a moment. We don't let them easily pass. I think of the Parisian secretary I read about in The New Yorker, who spent two decades politely writing letters to photographers, asking them to take her photo. Her letters simply said, I would like to see myself through your point of view. I told him it didn't matter what I thought. Who cares? We argued about it for a few minutes before he pressed himself closer to me. He kissed my shoulder. There was his breath on my neck again. No, not gonna do it. I'm not kissing boys right now. And we fell asleep that way. Him telling me I was fucked up and me being annoyed, but still less than inches apart from him on that childish bed. All I could think was, what am I doing here? Why was I in Lincoln Park? Why was I here in his bed, when he was always choosing other girls over me? Can anyone tell me what was so great about those other girls? But I was 25 and I didn't know any better. It hadn't occurred to me yet to let go of people who weren't worth my attention. And like the Parisian secretary, I just wanted someone to see me, if only for the night. He had just started to snore when he pulled me against his chest and said, I love you. What did you say? I thought maybe it was a dream. I love you. Are you awake? I elbowed him, and he smiled softly. Yes, I'm awake. Then he rolled away and began breathing deeply. I knew he wouldn't remember this in the morning. I knew this felt just like a moment in a movie, the kind you wish would happen to you. I also knew that if I actually thought hard about it, I didn't want him or his love, real or not. I wanted a love that made it impossible for me to breathe. Barely two hours had passed and I couldn't sleep with all the snoring and body and misplaced emotions. I pushed the covers aside and quietly pulled on my boots and coat and slipped out the door for the train station. So one of the benefits of listening to me read the stories versus reading the book is that I can kind of give the story behind the story or at least some insight into the writing. And what I wanted to say about platonic sleepover is that whenever I write a story, I'm pretty disconnected from it by the time it becomes a story because it's It goes from being an experience to a memory to a piece of work and suddenly it's not about someone in my life, it's about a character and I often forget who it's even about. So I also forget that the people that I write about are people who may still follow me on social media or who can go on Amazon or into a bookstore and, and buy the book. And I usually try not to worry about that because I don't ever use names and I kind of change a few details so it's not super obvious about who I'm writing about and I'm not trying to get, you know, sued or offend anybody or anything like that. But anyway, the guy who I wrote about in the story, I guess he follows me on Instagram and he messaged me and he was like, I read your story, Platonic Sleepover, and I just wanted to say that. I was going through like a really hard time in my life, and I was a mess. And I'm sorry that you were involved in that. But I think that the story is really beautiful, and he like thanked me for writing it. And I pr- I hadn't talked to this person in like seven years. I swear, um, I hadn't even thought about him. So it hadn't even occurred to me that this person would read this story. Um, But I was really, really glad that I was able to turn this kind of, not bad, but just, you know, a moment that you have in life where you're with someone, but you're not really supposed to be with them, but they're just kind of like space next to you in bed until you find, I guess, the right person to be next to you in bed. But, um, yeah, so I'm just, I'm glad that he thought it was beautiful and I, and I, really really like this story myself so um I guess that's the story behind the story <laughs> um so my name is Frankie Elliott and you can find my books on Amazon um it's Frankie with Justin I so it's F-R-A-N-K-I and then Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T and you can find me on Instagram if you want um Or you can subscribe to this podcast or tell your friends. And I'm going to try and read um, a couple of stories and keep putting up episodes. Thank you.
1: See mm-hmm. you.